this morning that he is good. He is more than good. And words can't explain it. If you could hear me, uh, I guess beat, beat the horn or something, I don't know. There you go. <laughs> Had to switch microphones. But uh, I am thankful that we have the privilege to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I know this is in a different form, in a different fashion than we would normally do. But nonetheless, the gospel is still the same. He is the same. And I hope you came this morning expecting to receive from him. I know this week's a little not as sunny and not as warm as last week, but it's okay. Uh, it's just good to see you guys. I'm glad that you came out. And uh, we're looking forward to what the Lord will do. But thank you guys so much for your faithfulness to play. Aren't you thankful they come out this morning and uh, or every Sunday and they do a, a tremendous job. And I want to remind you that um, you can, you have been giving and we thank you so much for that. But I wanted to remind you that you can, uh, if you just in case you are wondering or you're watching, you can go online, uh, mylakesidechurch.com. Uh, go through the giving link and it'll direct you and take you through all the stuff or uh, you can mail them in and, and all of those things. But anyway, uh, the Lord is faithful and he'll take care of what needs to be taken care of. So I want you to turn in your word this morning to John chapter 4. And I'll give you a second while you get there. But this week has been a, a good week and uh, I was praying about what to minister on and he led me here. John chapter Scripture, but John chapter 4, beginning in verse 1, I'll be reading 1 through 4, says, When therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself baptized not, but his disciples, he left Judea and departed again into Galilee, and he must needs go through Samaria. And I know that we've heard this, and I don't want you to take this as, uh, oh, I know this. I want you to hear this this morning. And I want to use this morning for a title, There is Still Water in the Well. Does anybody understand that there is still water in the well? It has not ran dry. You can go to the well at any time. It's always there. He's always available. And you can have as much as the Lord of the Lord as you desire. But John 1 verse 14 says, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And the Gospel of John it tells us that Jesus was fully man and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And I am so thankful that not only was He made flesh and dwelt among us, now He can dwell in us because of what He has done at Calvary's cross. So when therefore the Lord knew, speaks of Christ as man, and how did he know? Because he was told and led by the Holy Spirit. And I want you to understand this morning, regardless of what's going on, regardless of, of all the craziness, and I know that we're, uh, we're getting a little bit restless, um, but regardless of all that's going on, do not follow what you think is right. Make sure that you're seeking guidance from the Holy Spirit. Make sure that he's leading you and guiding you in all that you do. But in verse 1 of chapter 4, we see that the Pharisees are they're getting jealous, and the Pharisees heard that Jesus had made more disciples than John. But the bottom line is that Pharisees hated Jesus, and here is why, because he challenged their teachings and exposed them for what they were. I want to tell you, if 
you're watching or you're here, that when you preach, when you teach, and when you speak the truth and you expose things for what they are, people are not going to necessarily be your best friend. So don't find it surprising when, when, uh, when everybody's not running to you or inviting you to this or to do that or whatever it is. But make sure that truth is not your truth. Make sure that truth is from the Word of God. Because truth is always true until it proves you wrong. And then we have a problem with that. But make sure that truth is the Word of God. So he left Judea and he departed again and he went into Galilee and, and, and I want us to pay close attention because Jesus didn't go the, the usual route. He didn't go man's way. He went the way that he was led. And so instead of just going the normal way, he added three days to his journey. And I don't know about you, but I've never looked forward to traveling far. But I most certainly don't think I would go somewhere that would add three days to the way that I was going anyway. So the Samaritans... He was going to, they were not liked. They were, in fact, they were considered in that time, they were considered more than dogs because they were not pure. They had intermarried with another race. And, and I want to tell you today, and I know that we live in the great United States of America, but there is still an issue, and that issue is race. The race issue is nothing new. It's nothing that just happened. But race should not be an issue. And if you can hear me through these speakers, through this community, I want to tell you something. People ask what we are. We are a church. We do not label ourselves as a color of church. We're the church. We are the church, simply the church. Verse 4 says, and he must needs go through Samaria, not that he might or he may be, but he had to. Why? In order to be obedient to the leading of the Holy Spirit, in order to be led and guided by him, he had to do what he was led to do. I want you to hear me clearly this morning. Jesus don't care what color you are. He don't care what country you're from. He don't care if you're male or female. There are many Christians who have a different mindset, and, and, and it's not a black or a white thing or a brown or a, or a yellow or a red thing. It's not a male or a female thing. It's a Jesus thing. It's a Jesus thing. Galatians 3.28 says, There is neither Jew nor Greek, neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. I'm not going to harp on this point for long, but I want to tell you something. There's absolutely nothing, zero, nada, zilch, wrong with women preachers. I'm married to one. In fact, the very first person to proclaim was a woman. So anyway, I'm not going to stay there, but I want to tell you something. If you have an issue with a woman preacher, you need to read the Word. You need to understand the Bible. So there's, there's neither bond nor free, there's neither male nor female, for we are all one in Christ Jesus. Acts 10 34 tells us that God is no respecter of persons. So the gospel is not limited to a group of people anywhere. There is a searching heart. I want to tell you that God will be found. Jesus went to Samaria, but he didn't just go to Samaria. If you read in your word in John chapter 4, look at verse 5. He said he came to Samaria, uh, uh, or to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near to a parcel of the ground of Jacob that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. So he went to a, to a particular city, Samar or a, a country went to Samaria, to a particular city, Sychar, that ancient city. And not only went there, he went to a particular place. He went to Jacob's well. 
Jesus went a, not a particular, uh, or he went to a particular way, not man's way. He went to a particular place, Sychar, and he went at a particular time. The scripture tells us that he went about the sixth hour, which would be about 12 noon. I want to tell you, and I think it's so fitting that today we're outside, Jesus came not in disguise. He came out in the open for all to see and for fall. The church has hid who they worship. And I, won't, I don't care who hears this. I don't care who sees this. I don't care that they call us fanatical or crazy. I want to tell you something, that I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He came to save me at my lowest point. And he has done the same for you guys. We don't need to hide who we worship and who we serve. So he came not in disguise, he came openly for all to see, and he went out a man's way, and he went God's way to a certain city in a forbidden place, to a certain place, Jacob's well, for a certain person. God had you in mind when his son was on the cross. He came for you. Thank God. He came for me. Verses 7 through 15 in John chapter 4 says, There comes a woman of Samaria to draw water, and Jesus said unto her, Give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away unto a city to buy meat. Then said the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask me of drink, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealing with the Samaritans. And Jesus answered and said unto her, If you knew the gift of God, I want you to let this resonate within you today. If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, Give me to drink, you would have asked of him, and he would have given you living water i want you to understand this morning who you serve your god is bigger than than this virus this pandemic this fear the god that we serve is bigger than any of it i'm not going to get on the political rap but i'm going to tell you right now i believe that it's a a, it's, it's just a mess and i'm ready for this stuff to be over with but he said that you would ask of him, and he would have given you living water. Verse 11, the woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From where do you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well, and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle? And he said to her, Whosoever drinks of this water shall thirst again. Maybe this one will work for a while. I'll go through every microphone we got. Verse 13, John 4, Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinks of this water shall thirst again. Verse 14, But whosoever drinks of this water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. And the woman said to him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. And I want to ask you this morning, is that your cry? Lord, give me this water. <laughs> Give me this water because I'm tired, I'm worn out, and I'm exhausted. I know that what you have is good, and we just sang about it. He keeps on getting better. He keeps on getting better. And you can go to him at any moment at any time. We're going to get us some new microphones. Or we'll have it set up different. 
But you can go to him at any time and get any, any, any and all that he has because it's all available to you as a believer, as a child of God. So he's, he, Jesus went to a place not to a place that no one else, he went to a place that no one else would go, but he also went to a place that no one else could go. He went to the cross for you and for me because no, none of us could have purchased our redemption. The blood of us doesn't do anything, but one drop of the blood of the Lamb saved your soul, and it's still powerful enough to keep on healing and keep on getting better. So he was, he's, he's, he's saying, in essence, if I can find just one to this woman, if I can find just one who is willing to say, Lord, I need you, one who is not ashamed to admit that I am myself am wretched and undone and, and I need hope and I need joy and I need peace, but I want to be a new creation. If he can find just one, we like to come in, in, in hordes of people, and we like to, to make our voices known. Right now, there's people all over this nation protesting their right to freedom, and, and rightfully so. But he's not looking for a whole congregation. He does want us to worship him together, but he's looking for you as an individual. Will you? Will you be willing to make me known? So that, that one individual that's willing to say, Lord, I'm in, tr in a troubled place and I need direction. I'm not sure if I can make it another day. Lord, I'm desperate for you. I'm here to tell you that when no man has given you hope, when no man has stopped by to tell you to hold on, when no one has called you to encourage you, when no one sent you a text or an email, when no one sent you anything to remind you that it's going to be all right, the God of all creation is standing right by your side, and you are a perfect candidate to, to begin to draw water from a well that does not run dry. You are perfect. You are a perfect candidate to draw from this well that does not run dry. Jesus went on to tell her in chapter 4, verses 23 and 24, but the hour comes and now is. I want to tell you something. Whatever time it is right now, I'm not sure. Cars riding up down the street outside. People probably wonder what we're doing. But the hour is coming. Now is. Right now is the time. Right now the hour is here. Right now when the true worshiper shall worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship Him. God is a spirit and they who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. Verse 25 says, The woman said unto Him, I know that the Messiah comes, which is called Christ. When He is come, He will tell us of all things. And, and I love this verse 26. Jesus said unto her, I who speak unto you am he. I'm who you've been looking for. I'm who you've been waiting on. I'm the one that's going to change it all. And I'm here right now. The disciples marveled that Jesus was talking to the woman, but she didn't care. She was so excited. She left. Verse 28, if you look in your Bible, she left her water pot. For some people, that makes no significance, and they don't, they don't understand. And, and, and I want to tell you, and I want to draw this out this morning, this point. That's exactly what we all should do. We should leave our water pot. We should leave what we came to draw with. Because what we have in ourselves to draw with will do nothing. 
It may address the physical, but it will never hit the spiritual. She left what she brought because in herself and in ourselves, we can only draw out the physical. She knew who she she had been, and so did the people around, but she didn't care. She went all the way into the city, and in verse 29, after she left her water pot, she went all the way into the city with a reputation, but she knew that she had been changed at that moment. She went in verse 29, and it says, Come see a man. Come see a man. I I found what you've been looking for. Is not this the Christ? Some have been to the well, but they've, they've tasted and they've seen that he is good. But I want to tell you, when you go to the well, you can go and leave change. You don't leave carrying what you came with. Man, I, I, when you go to the well, you don't take back with you what you took to the well. She left her water pot. This morning, you know, when I grew up, and I, I've said it before, I, I, would, I would go and I would, I would pray and I would cry and I would, but I never left. I never, I never laid it all at his feet and I never said, just take it. I went to, 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 to pray away guilt or shame or, or whatever, but he don't want you to leave carrying what you came with. She wanted to know what he was going to draw with because the well is deep. And I love, and I love that his hand is not short. There's a song that, that talks about if he, if he had to reach way down. If he has to reach way down, Jesus will pick you up. And that's, that's for sure true. But he don't, he, listen, what you draw with is no good. It's of no value. It can only dress the physical. Leave that there and just drink of what he gets. Why will we not leave it there? Is he not more than enough? Is Christ not more than we sing about it? We talk about it. We, 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 but is he truly? It's when we leave what we came with at his feet and, and we use what he gives that he can, he can begin to use us as a body, a lakeside church. He can begin to use you to, to reach your family in the cities, even the nation. I am so excited about what's coming. This outside, there's going to be a lot of this going on. Those of you watching, uh, those of you that are here, uh, we're going to have a trailer, and we're going to have service all over Denver. Not, not just here in this parking lot, all over Denver. How's it going? It's going to happen. It's going to happen. See, Jesus was at the well, and he was weary. And, and if, if Jesus was weary, I want to tell you something. If he was weary, so will you be, because we're people. It, you, you, you're not some uh, 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 nut case or whatever. You're a person, and you're going to be weary. You're going to be worn out, and, 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 and we'll find ourselves there. But nonetheless, we at our worst day, come on, somebody, we at our worst day with Jesus is far better off than somebody who has everything, but they do not have Christ. At your worst day with Jesus is far better than anybody else could ever imagine. <laughs> At my worst day with Jesus is far better than when I carried everything by myself. I'll have hope and I'll have joy in knowing that it's going to get better, much better than this. 
Does anybody remember when you were thirsty and you were, you were dry and you came to the well and your thirst was quenched? And, and if you find yourself in that place today, I have great news for you. The well is still full. There is still water in the well. If you find yourself in a dry and a thirsty place, in a, just a, a barren land, or even a desert, the Bible tells us that he'll make rivers even in the desert. That he, The well is still full. There is still water in the well. Some of us need to be reminded of Jesus' words, but, but the water that I shall give him shall uh, be in him a well of living water springing up into everlasting life. And when we have to leave, when we leave our water pots at the well, Jesus said, I am come that they may have life and have it more abundantly when you leave what you came with you can begin to experience an abundant life i want you to understand that an abundant life does not mean that everything's just going to always go right obviously this morning we can see this we've had static and and popping and crackling and everything else and and we can't figure out why but it don't matter i still have an abundant life in christ Jesus said, again, that I'm, I'm come that you may have life and that you might have it more abundantly. You cannot carry an abundance in your water pot. You cannot carry an abundance in what you can do. It is the well of living water that springs up inside you, that well that never runs dry, that affords you, that allows you to enjoy and live an abundant life. There, isn't, there is not an abundance in a, in a container. A, a container cannot carry an abundance of something. It comes from the well of living water that's springing up, that never stops, that never runs dry. But if all you do is carry your water pot around, I want to tell you something, that's all you'll ever have. That little bit. That, 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 that smile you're, you're holding on to from 10 years ago. Can I tell you that he'll still do the same thing? You remember that old song? He'll do again for you he's the same now as then do you remember that you may not know how you may not know when but he'll do it again man he'll do it again you can still hey you can have more than enough Jesus was at the well, sitting on top of the well, and I, I brought this out before, and, 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 and that had intrigued me a long, uh, quite a while back when I was studying. Uh, but a lot of times, and, and this is what it was telling to me, he's sitting on top of the well. Why? Because a lot of the times we want the, the, the product without going through the source. Can I tell Jesus is the only way. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man coming to the Father but by me. You can't get the product, the springing up of the, the water, the living water, without going through the source. Christ is the source. Christ is the source. We have to leave our pots at the well and the old man and, uh, and allow him to make all things Christ, to make all things new. So even in Jesus' weariness, he did not forget his purpose. Even in this time of being isolated and feel like the, the walls are caving in and feel like your house went from, from 2,000 square feet to 100 square feet, even in this time, you cannot forget the purpose. There is a purpose in the gospel. There is a purpose in the call in our lives, and it's to go ye therefore. If there is still a purpose and it does not go away, even whatever the government may mandate, even whatever people think, there is still a purpose. There's still a purpose. 
And we can get so focused on the things that are going wrong or that we feel like is going against us. Do I think it's fair that the, the retail giants can have 20% of their floor space with people and that churches are limited to 10, to 10 people or less? No, it's not fair, but you know what? That's life. If we're going to be fair across the board and not discriminated against, then we could have a 50, at least 50 people in here because we have 10,000 square feet, but the government says 10 or less, so we'll take it outside where we can all come. But even in all of this and even in all the stuff that don't seem right and it's not right, there's still a purpose and it's to preach and proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ and it's still to let that well of living water spring up inside of you and let your whining be replaced with worship. Let your pouting be replaced with praise because he's still king. He's still on the throne and he's still going to do it again. Ha <laughs> ha. So Jesus went where others wouldn't. He went where others couldn't. He went to the cross that be that perfect sacrifice. And when, when others would have given up on you, others take the long way around to avoid you. Jesus comes directly to where you are, to a forbidden place, to a, to a particular place, a particular time, in tw at 12 noon, out in the open, to go to a woman that had a reputation. When everybody else wanted to talk about her, he went to talk to her. When everybody had given up on you, when, when you had given up on yourself, he is right there waiting for you. I want to I close this morning with this scripture passage, and it's a familiar passage of scripture, and it's found in Psalm. And if the musicians and singers, uh, I know we're, uh, maybe we won't go to jail for uh, like three minutes, but um, uh, if I do, y'all bail me out. But if they can make their way back. In Psalm 63, verses 1 through 8, it's okay, I'm about to go in. I, we won't go to, well, I won't go to jail. But Psalm 63, 1 through 8. Oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. Is your soul thirsty this morning? My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. People right now all across this world and specifically in this nation, they're looking to the government for freedom. They're looking to the government for joy, for hope. $1,200 stimulus check ain't going to save your life. <laughs> I love a post a friend of mine put on there. If $1,200 changed your life, imagine what going to work would do for it. <laughs> but anyway, I'm not here to harp on that. They're looking to the government for, for hope and for, for, for whatever, and people are flipping out, and, and the numbers don't add up, and whatever you can, whatever, but there is hope only found in one place, and that's in Jesus Christ. He said, and, 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 and David, the writing, he said, My soul longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where no water is to see your power and glory so as I have seen in you in the sanctuary. Because your love and kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise you. Thus will I bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness in my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips when I remember you upon my bed and meditate on you in the night watches because you have been my help. Therefore, in the shadow of your wings will I rejoice. My soul follows hard after you. Your right hand upholds me.
I want you to, to, this morning to, to know that even in your car, He can still move. I've had some great worship experiences and, and times of praise in my truck, in my car, riding down the road. And I want to tell you this morning, I'm believing that He's going to move in your vehicle. I said last week, and just if you want to signify if there's a need in your life, if you just want to flash your hazard lights on. And if your soul thirsts for Him and longs for Him, He's here today to meet you where you are. I want you to look around if you could look through your rear view or whatever and see those flashing lights. And I want you to pray for those. Pray for this nation. Pray for this county. Pray for this community. Because he's here and he wants to work in your behalf. Your soul may be thirsty, but I can tell you it will be quenched this morning if you'll just cry out as they sing. Let your kingdom come, let it live in me, this is my prayer, this is my plea, let the worshipers rise.
I just encourage you to slip your hand out the window. Just worship him this morning. Because he's still in control. I'm so glad that who we worship not limited and he's not confound by rituals or routine things but now is the hour now is the time where we worship him in spirit and in truth I pray this morning that you leave this place leave what you came with here and leave with the joy in knowing that a well of living water is springing up inside of you. That a, a, something that, that you have just uh, maybe been missing. Summer said last week it's kind of the shot of adrenaline that we needed. And it's, it's tough. It's been tough. But he's faithful. He's faithful. He's faithful. Lord, we thank you for the privilege and opportunity to proclaim your gospel in the open air. Thank you, Lord, that I know your word will not return void. Lord, as people have ridden by, they may hear this down in the park. While they came to swing or walk, Lord, you're here to change their lives. Thank you, Father, that your faith... Thank you, Lord, that Pine Ridge Drive is going to be a place where people know that your presence is. Not because of the place, but because of who you are. That there is a body of believers who just simply seek you. Lord, I pray that you would bless us as a body to be your hands and feet. We will continue to proclaim the gospel, preach your word. Protect us, Lord, as your as your people, Lord. I pray you give wisdom and guidance to our government. Bless them. Protect them. Protect the nurses and doctors, the first responders. The, just everybody, Lord, that you would not let us cry out for, for, for unity. But Lord, let us cry out for you. Lord, that this nation wouldn't be changed through coming together and just hoping things would get better, but Lord, let the church be your, your church that you've called, and let us proclaim to you, because you are the only hope. You are the only way. Lord, I thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for all that you'll do. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen and amen. I just felt led to say this one more time. Jesus said that I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man 
come to the Father but by me.